0: Welcome back to another episode of On The Bench With Beeks. This is episode 77 and I am your host, Mr. Cody Beekman. With me as always is Bryce McMillan. Hey, what's up? And we got Nick Adams as well. Hello, hello. Today we have a returning guest star. We have King Dowett of Nostalgize and now the Rocky Mountain Extreme Podcast King. Welcome back, man. We're stoked to have you back on
1: hello hello i'm happy to be here for part two of the crossover
0: oh yeah absolutely yes so earlier today i was privy to be on his new podcast rocky mountain extreme and so we're gonna be doing a bit of a crossover a twofer if you will so um king why don't you uh why don't you break down your new podcast and uh what are you trying to what are you trying to accomplish here bud
1: what am i trying to accomplish so i was writing for a bit for mile high sticking this is avalanche blog and i really just wasn't feeling it to cover hockey constantly i thought there were other places that did it better than i could do it and i just i found myself i wasn't really writing as much but i still wanted to cover hockey in some way but in my way so i pitched uh thanks to kyle sullivan who's been a guest on here before too
0: oh yeah kai kai
1: yeah and he was always telling me oh like belly up is great and i was on his podcast belly up is great you should come on and i did and i reached out to him and i said are they looking for any new podcasts because i've I've always loved norm mcdonald and conan o'brien what they've done with their podcast, where they're not necessarily talking about a certain topic they're just talking it's it goes all directions so i said do you think they'd go for something like that so he sets me up because he's part of their recruitment team as well. And I pitch them I say, so it's a hockey podcast, an Avs Leaning podcast about nothing. So it's the
0: Seinfeld, uh, it's yeah. the Seinfeld of Av's podcast.
1: Seinfeld of Av's hockey podcast. Cause I don't I don't want it to be just some guy and there's billions of those. We talked about it, just sitting on the ass all day and going, you know, oh, let's talk about standings and uh, analytics and all that and th- 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 there comes a point where you just really don't want to talk about the it. You just want to talk with whoever's on.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: I just want to point out. I love how much that Seinfeld gets pointed out on this podcast, just repetitively. It, there <laughs> is, there, there oh. is
0: a constant Seinfeld uh. motif to this uh, podcast, and and that's I love I love the idea of a Avs hockey podcast about nothing. It's, yeah, it's where great. I can
1: talk about whatever I want. You
0: know, what's the deal with podcasts?
2: <laughs> well, it's, it's so funny that you say that. You know, it's more avalanche based and I kind of think that's what we were going for at the beginning here with on the bench of beaks, but then we just kind of went to you know, yeah, we can cover everything every single hockey team just cover the league but I think this is really cool what you have going on because you know you never have enough abs based or a n- bigger fan base with the acid going on right now. So.
0: Well, uh, well, and what's cool is that, yeah. There's there's so much like uh, there's so much analytics, and you know, data driven kind of podcasts. I mean, obviously the NHL Network, Sportsnet. I mean, it's all it's all been done before, so you you know, and it gives you that free reign. Kind of like us, just to, you know, really talk about what, you, whatever.
1: Yeah, so my last episode I had, I don't know if you guys know who Mike Gould is. No, no, I no. don't. All right, give him a follow. One of the most uh, entertaining people. Like, I'm, I I hate Twitter so much, and I, I think hockey Twitter and Twitter is just such a ginormous shit show. Oh, yeah, it's a just a cesspool. But in the light, like, Mike Gould's one of the lights in that cesspool and like he'll because I'm a huge hockey jersey nerd and you guys know that oh yeah and he'll he's like me he'll put these tweets out where he'll start analyzing like how many jerseys uh, like or what is favorite least favorite jerseys are, things like that he broke some news on my uh show and then the last episode we spent a good chunk of it nothing from the abs was even brought up we were just talking about NHL 09 PC, and just jerseys, and it was great.
0: Oh, NHL 09, that takes me back, that's awesome. See, and you you really do, get to just kind of uh, let your hair down and really just show who these guests are as just as humans, not just as like hockey fans or hockey insiders or anything like that.
1: Yeah, and it gets tiring, because I I know you've had uh, Milan Heyduk on, and you've had a good bunch of people on.
0: Not to brag
1: or anything. Not to brag or anything. (laughs) And I love, it wasn't just like, so tell me about this season when you scored 50 goals, you know, like, like a lot of podcasts do that. No, you talked about, because I remember he was talking about Seinfeld too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, th- that's the interesting stuff. Like you'll want to hear, like, so how did it feel to be a hockey player? Good
0: yeah it it definitely takes away like the robotic less personal stuff and and it really does kind of mix it up and it gives you interesting stuff to talk about and that's why that's why we love doing our podcast so like so yeah check it out rocky mountain extreme and uh just before we get into league talk i do want to shout out uh this podcast it's um two guys a league and some guests. I just started talking to these guys. They gave us a really nice shout out on, uh, on their episode 11. there about 13, 14 episodes in, into their uh, podcast. Uh, Mike and Marty, these guys, they're absolute hockey brains, man. Like, uh, like total hockey fans. And they're just uh, all around super, super swell guys. They have a great attitude when it, uh, when looking at the league. They cover all, all the teams. They uh, they always have such a visceral, intellectual opinion when it comes to each team. It's, it's so great. And um, for me, I'm a huge fantasy hockey guy. And they always start out their episodes basically covering their own fantasy uh, fantasy league, they, they talk about trades, talk about who's winning, whos and just all the ups and downs of uh, fantasy hockey, so it's, uh, to me, it's awesome, uh, boys, uh, what, what do you guys got to say about Tugalag?
2: Over me, really, it just, you know, they just sound so well put together. Um, everything you want to talk about just sounds so nice and it's concise. Everything you want to talk about is just so new agenda to me. Um, but really, I just like the fact that they, they, cover, they cover the boys here in Colorado first. First off and foremost, for every pretty much podcast I've heard, it was just they love to cover the abs. Um, so it's kind of get them out of the way. Then we'll talk about the rest of the Chumps in the league.
0: So I like it. About- yeah uh, uh, i'll I'll take that. W- what about you, Nick? I mean, I love their takes
3: on the league. They're well articulated with uh, their opinions and everything, but the the check my Fanny they're such an easy listen, but the check my Fanny these guys are saving me in fantasy hockey this year. <laughs> <laughs> honestly been working so much lately I just give them a nice little listen they tell me the ins and outs who to play who not to play and here I am on a winning streak baby so let's go uh,
0: well yeah until you see me so uh, well yeah so anyways check out Two Guys League and some guests uh, and maybe if we say enough nice things about them they might uh, hop on to an episode so check them out on Spotify Apple Podcasts are great guys They, I'm sure they would appreciate the listen so uh, for, without further ado let's get into some league talk uh yeah league talk here we go uh i think this one's going to be a little bit about um uh well what a surprise brad marchand um i know nick has been like chomping at the bit to say something about this so i'm gonna let him lead this off
3: well king i was really just i'm just looking for some varying opinions around here with uh, your deep abs coverage I always go back to, it's hard for me not to, to go back to the Nazem Kadri suspension last year in the playoffs. If they go by what they usually say their agenda is, playoff games, they would double it in the regular season. So that means 16 games. So I'm just out here wondering how Brad Marchand got six and is appealing for punching Tristan Jari in the side of the face. And then just sticking his chin underneath the uh underneath the
1: old mask yeah it's ridiculous that it even happened in the first place and that it didn't get because it, it's intentional things like you have players getting much more games for either unintentional things or you know like if there is intent it should definitely be a big sentence coming down i
3: mean i definitely thought that it was going to be double digits at least, and I was very disappointed to see that it's not. But me to be disappointed in player safety, what a shock! Yeah, what a surprise there. <laughs> well, you know,
2: you know, I'm not sure if any of you guys heard what you know Brad Marchand after the fact said about the whole situation with Yari. I mean, what I'm about to say here takes into consideration, you know, how refs, you know, officiate the game. Second thing is, you know, what is something that is really Concerning player safety. So here's what Marchand said, essentially. At the end of the game, you know, maybe I shouldn't have did that. Might have been the smartest thing to do. But I did it. It was dumb. But he also said, you know, was it suspension worthy? No. He also said he had a lot of, you know, players around him protecting him. He had a helmet on. Nothing he did was really affecting his safety, but it was a dumb decision. And that's something I kinda have to agree on a little bit here. It wasn't like, you know, there was nobody in between Yari and hands and sticks weren't up. I mean, it was just a little bit of a little whack, a little, little bit of a shot he took at his stick, but it wasn't a full-on slash at his head. I mean, you know, there's some shit that'll be started in hockey always, but just to have a no suspension over that kind of thing without really making contact with the guy... Um, I think it went a little far, even though we know Marshawn is—he's always due for his his uh, his shenanigans, you know, one, at least once a year. But I don't think it was suspension-worthy, honestly. How do you feel?
0: He's very good at taking things too far. Um, I kind—I ca- kind of got to agree with uh, Bryce here. It really wasn't that big of a thing. It was stupid. And I mean, it, it's definitely a Marshan kind of thing to do, but I mean, guy's got a full cage on, and he only gets like the side of his head really. And I, I mean, obviously, the chin—that's obvi- uh, 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 chin, right. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, it, like, like I said, it, it's it's a pretty stupid thing to do, but in the very end, I mean, Jai wasn't. Walking off like uh, with a concussion or anything. Yeah. Like, again, with this stick, I mean, it really didn't even make contact with Jari, but it was dumb. It was absolutely dumb. And I mean, six games. It's because it's Marchand. It's because it's Marchand.
1: Yeah. Like, I I think I think if they if he hurt him if if Jari went off hurt, I think it definitely would have been warranted to be much more games. But I think it's the fact that it, he didn't get hurt and it just went off his chin, the stick.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Jari, uh, Jari's gotten worse shots to the head with a puck than w- whatever that little punch to the face uh, Marshon had. Do, do I think it's smart? Obviously not. Absol- absolutely, not. I guess.
3: I guess I should clarify that Brad Marchand is also my probably least favorite player in the league. So there is oh, that so going. You're, so you're adding <laughs>
0: bias into this. As I
3: as I as I sit here and ponder.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Obviously, this isn't a very unbiased uh, podcast. I would say, uh, you know, it's just it's it's stupid. It's 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 a dumb thing to do. Um, obviously, Marshan realizes that, and I mean, another a, another just beautiful uh, decision by NHL player safety. But that, that's what what, what you're going to deal with. And now he's going to sit for six games, and now he's the most suspended pl- uh, player in the NHL. So congratulations, Brad.
2: Well, hey, now now can say, hey, I know how to feel, brother. Justify it. So, <laughs> yeah, again, it just really just again, it's just down to how refs want to call the game. And you, again, bringing up Kadri, you see what he did two years ago in the playoffs. And was that six games worthy? No, but this is where six games worthy? When he's not much also even hitting the guy in the face of the stick at all? It's like
0: uh, you it, know, it is
3: so just lopsided here. There's no great area. They just too. spin the wheel of justice. That's what they do. They got a wheel Ooh, of justice over Reeves, there. too.
0: Oh well, yeah. and Reeves only got two games for pulling a dude's head and putting in, uh, his neck on. and uh, he just to the slamming the head? Yeah, but I mean, it's all—it's all—it's all namesake, and you know, the, the player sa- player safety is always going to look at those past su- suspensions, and no matter what, if even if it's past like the time where they're not considered a repeat f- offender anymore, those suspensions are always going to come back to you. And Brad Marchand, uh, like I said. Most suspended player in the NHL today. He's gonna he's gonna get some extra time just for the namesake.
2: Yeah, sneaky Brad Marchand like is like that.
0: I don't know the if it's rat. I don't know if it's very sneaky. The that was pretty reason. blatant. <laughs> that stuff was pretty blatant, but yeah, I don't know. It's I mean you're gonna be splitting hairs at some point. To be fair though. I mean, Marshan,
3: you know, he does have his annex,
0: but we haven't
1: seen him lose his temper like that in a minute.
0: Yeah, true. And you haven't no. seen him kiss or lick
1: guys in a few
0: years either. So, well, I, mean, I don't think
1: he would now. It would get him in a little more than trouble.
0: Oh, yeah, especially with this, all this COVID jive going around. So that that'd probably any about like a 20-game ban at this point.
2: Me and rats sniff and lick
0: things. Rats do <laughs> sniff and lick things. And on that, on, on that note, um, we're going to kick it over to Dave Zamboni's for another Dave Zamboni's Pick of the Week. Take it away, Dave Z.
4: Thanks, Beaks. Time now for the Zamboni's song of the day here, and uh, who are the who are the Zambonis? Just the greatest and only all hockey band in the world. It's not it's not hard, not a lot of competition. Today's song is called the Russian pop song. Uh, it's a song we wrote together. There's four of us sitting on a couch. It's got a lot of intricate, wonderful guitar parts. But my favorite part about this song is. 30 years later, whatever, 25 years later, about two weeks ago, uh, someone on YouTube from Russia commented uh, on some of the words, and and their question was, why would they take... It took a while to get the translation, but why would they take a train to the Ukraine? And uh, it wasn't hard for me to respond um, because it rhymed. There wasn't a lot of thinking going in our in our method back then and there still isn't a lot of thinking but it did rhyme and it sounded good so uh besides that i love this song uh it's very cool a lot of harmonies and uh beaks go avalanche and you people out there have a great day
0: so much, Dave. We always love hearing yes. about a Dave Zamboni's picks. It's one of my favorite parts of this episode. Let's... Uh. so let's get back into it with king we got a few uh topics to talk about today um we've uh this one's been kind of loose so we're gonna keep we're gonna keep going uh, a little loose let's talk about sean avery and his comeback uh king i know you wanted to talk about this so we're gonna have to leave this baby off
1: yeah i don't know what to think about this because he's 41 and he's playing for the orlando solar bears but man good for him i guess i like i never really liked him that much and i kind of find him you know, like very selfish and annoying. And there's the story where he didn't call. You uh, know, Sa- how did the story go? Where he he started talking smack to Joe Sakic, and then Brett Holt pulled him aside and said, "You don't get to talk to Mister Sakic."
0: Oh yeah, I mean uh, something that's even been monumented in an episode of Letter Kenny. Like yeah, he's trying. Yeah. To tri- he's tripping Sakic like his first year in the in the show, and I I, I don't th- I don't I don't know if it was. Brett Hol, I think is actually it was uh, yeah, it was Brendan Shanahan that was like, you don't get to talk to Mr. Yeah. Sackett, which I mean, like I hate Brendan Shanahan, but I mean, good on get on him for that because yeah, I mean Joe Joe's the cream of the crop, man, and you think so you you're gonna be coming into the show uh, as just some you know enforcer guy. Thinking you're going to chirp it your first year? That's just not happening.
1: Man, I remember, you ever heard the story? I mean, I'm just going to be saying that a lot this show, but you ever heard the story where he walked into that Red Wings dressing room full of, like, all these Hall of Famers and veterans, and he walks in, I think, with, like, sunglasses on and goes, I want you all to call me a dog. And all these Hall of Famers, they just look at each other and they call him A-Poppy for the rest of the season.
0: Oh, my (laughs) gosh. A-Poppy. Oh, (laughs) dude. See, you know, I've never, I've never been a huge fan of Sean Avery either. But I, uh like, it, just like that ego is just so disgusting. I don't like that. I don't like that kind of stuff. I mean, and especially as a young guy coming into a, a locker room full of Hall, future Hall of Famers, just total legends of the game, and just laying down the law like that. that I, I've got no time for that.
2: Well, I just, I just like he brought up, you know, what happened there. Especially, you know, it's very relevant because as you're playing the Red Wings right now, so that that Shanahan, sacking story is amazing. But, you know, on top of that, too, I just want to just kind of lay it out there. It's, you know, that kind of ego in the NHL will get beat out of you real quickly. Oh, it'll just get beat out of
0: you. I mean, look at look at uh, Evander Kane right now. He's like, uh, he, he's basically a pariah of the NHL because of the crap he pulled on Instagram with all that money and stuff in Vegas, and basically just his like ego, call uh, calling the shots. I mean, uh, it, we'll look back where uh, Dustin Bufflin and Evander Kane were at. Oh, you mean the picture in the tunnel where yeah. Dustin's giving
3: him the old finger.
0: I I think that's hilarious. I I had that for my background forever, but I mean and what, that tracksuit? Yeah, yeah. 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 And, you know, I don't expect a lot of, a lot much else from Sean Avery in, in the long run, man. I, I like I loved I loved the little rivalry behind Marty Broder, but I, um, I mean, even Marty took that with a, a lot of actual like grace and professionalism. But Sean and yeah. and I mean, Sean, he has like even now on Twitter and stuff in his social media, he's just like just a piss poor kind of guy.
1: Well, the way I see it, I I don't like Sean Avery like for what I see. I'm okay with a comeback because. It's not the AHL. It's not the NHL. Obviously, it's the ECHL. Like nobody really cares. It's all minor league. It, it's it's not like it's a sideshow thing. And if Matthew Barnaby's coming back too, I I do want to see that because it's just funny.
0: Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the ECHL. It's it's the feeder team to the feeder team to the feeder team, basically. You know, it's, I mean, do what you want. You're not, all I got to say is you're no fucking Yarm or Yager, bud.
1: Well, I mean, he's he's made, I'm talking about Barnaby, he's said some really controversial stuff on that Twitter of his. Like, I think when people were talking about Bergevin, he said, you know what, Mark Bergevin's a really good friend of mine. He couldn't have done any of that stuff and uh, i think that was a very solid case that he had there just based on mark Bergman being his friend
0: well i mean you're gonna get that anyways i mean especially on twitter like we we mentioned it in the the beginning like twitter is an absolute shit show most of the time so you you can really just go on there and say whatever you like anyways you know and i mean that's i I, you know that's that's the freedom each of us get is you get a Say whatever the hell you want on mm-hmm. on a platform like that, and no matter if you're wrong or right, you said it. Still,
1: I don't know. Like, I think with the comeback, like Yager is a special case because Yager is Yager, and even then, who knows what the story behind that is? You know, if he really even just wants to be playing, or if he's doing it for his team. But I don't know. Like, like it, you're not you're not going to see Sean I play for the skill. You're going to see him play because it's funny because he's, like, 41 and hasn't played in 10 years. You know, it's like going to see an old-timers game where you go see, I don't know, um, like, I remember I saw one and there was, like, uh, not uh, not Igor Korolev, uh, Igor Kravchuk was there and uh, Brian Trottier was there. And, like, you, you go for the fun of it. Like, you don't go and say, oh, yeah, Brian Trotti is the same as he was in, like, 1985.
0: Well, and, they, like, uh, I mean, that's why they do it all the time uh, with, uh, you know, um, stadium series and stuff. I mean, going and seeing the the old-timers game against the Colorado Avalanche and, uh, and the Detroit Red Wings was absolutely entertaining. And, and I got to say... The Avs actually won that one, so I, I like it even more. But, I mean, to see see the old guys go out there and actually, you know, see if they still got it is incredible. But I, I just, to me, Matthew Barnaby and Sean Avery coming back and playing, it's just, it, it is a bit of a sideshow to me.
1: Yeah, and, and that's where, like, if they want to do it, I have nothing against that happening because, like I said, it's, it's funny and it's interesting. Like, 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 you're not, like I said, you're not going... To see an Orlando Solar Bears game with Sean Avery in it in 2022 for the skill. You're going because it's funny.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's basically to sell more tickets, I think. I mean, uh, as we all know, in, in parts parts of Florida, it's hard to sell hockey tickets anyways.
3: Oh, you mean you can be one of the best teams in the league and not sell, like, 20% of your arena out? Oh.
0: Right, well, maybe, maybe the Arizona Coyotes should bring bring back, like, Martin Hansel again or something.
1: No, they should bring back Oleg, Oleg Tverdovsky, or like Nolan. Get to get in the inaugural fans.
0: Or hey, let's bring back Jeremy Roenick.
1: Do it. I do mean, that, he'd probably do it. it. He has nothing else doing right now.
0: Oh yes, yeah, seriously. Especially after his little uh, NBC gaffe. did didn't Barnaby it.
1: play for the Coyotes? They should go be on their top line.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so I mean, well, who knows? Maybe. Well, how uh, Arizona is taking on contracts right now? They might just take on a, a Matthew Barnaby.
2: I just think it's a so funny Arizona that has to result of playing at a college ice arena. It's just...
0: See, that's that's actually something good to talk about. The, the, the Yeah, that's another good thing to talk about. Yeah. I mean, it's... I, I I don't see how the league is actually uh, allowing this to happen and Batman has, uh has like, the audacity to come out and say it's not going to hurt uh, Revenue. Yeah,
1: moving don't know, Maybe the or something, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, it probably will hurt. Like, like considering that For so many teams, Atlanta—I mean, Atlanta—was its own case. The NHL just kind of shrugged their shoulders and said, "You know what? Like it, it didn't work out. Let's let them move." They've gone so far and beyond for this team.
0: They really have, and I mean, what? uh, I mean, I'm not—I'm not trying to, you know, uh, take too many stabs at the Arizona Coyotes because
1: no, and and not—not their fans because they do have fans that don't come to games because the arena's so far.
0: Oh, yeah, but, I mean, it's just, like, at, at some point, you know, you, you got to kind of realize this may not be working out. When so many other places are, like, begging for a hockey team, I, I get why I get why they didn't want to go back to Quebec City because, I mean, the Canadian dollar is not as strong as the U.S. dollar. Revenue, revenue, money, money, money. But, I mean, uh, like, th- there's been huge talk about Houston getting a team. And there's, I feel like there's so many other different places – within like the same division and conference that you could uh, actually put a hockey team and be successful.
1: You know what? I I have a really, this is like a serious take because Houston's a seven hour drive from the Phoenix area. And that's quite a, a while from, you know, for fans to get to games. You know, what's a good idea if they want to keep it in that area, San Diego, do it. I mean, it's, going to be, like, several hours as well, but do it. I, I, I have no issue with that. They, they already have been. three
2: hockey teams. I just really feel
1: like it's a lot. Yeah, there's the AHL team there. Yeah, true. I mean,
0: and, I, like, I, you know, yeah, you, you got three California teams already. But, I mean, you've got, what, uh the New York Rangers, uh, the Buffalo Sabres, the New York Islanders, and all the New Jersey Devils pretty much yeah. in the same area, too. I mean, if if it's going to help out the league and it's going to make more money than putzing around in Arizona
1: for at a college arena that could fit 5,000 people yeah, for it, an NHL team in 2022.
0: You know, yeah, and you know, I'm not a big fan of California teams as it is, but I mean, if it's going to help the league out more than yeah, just uh, really grasping at straws at this point yeah. to keep the Arizona Coyotes, the Arizona Coyotes, I might I'm I might levy for another California team, I mean,
1: but in, in my in my head it wouldn't be a permanent thing. Like it would be like you know when San Jose played at the Cow Palace for like two years when they came into the league. Yeah, or like like a situation like that. It would it would be instead of playing at some college arena that fits like nobody, you play at a, an actual professional arena that can fit. I don't know how much people the San Diego arena can fit, but you know, it's, it's, it's a huge joke playing at a college arena. Like it's one thing for like a few games, like if the circus is coming to town, like what happened at MSG, but. Come on.
0: I I agree. I'm sorry. I absolutely agree. I mean, you've already we've all seen the memes already. I mean, uh, the the one with uh, you know uh, from uh, Trailer Park Boys when Ricky was putting <laughs> a, uh, putting an ice rink in the in the trailer park. Oh, the Arizona Coyotes, you know, have their new arena deal set up. It's it's not going to stop. It's really not going to stop. And you really think Tempe. Uh, after giving them so much fits already by uh, blocking another another deal, do you think really think in four or five years they're gonna feel any differently about it?
3: Well no and I mean they talk about wanting to expand the game so much and Gary Bettman talks about expanding the game and wanting to expand the game. Well one of the easiest ways to expand the game is to get into a market like Houston. Uh, in a state such as Texas that only has the stars with as big of a population as it has you can create a natural rivalry in another natural rivalry in the central in another state, and then you can avoid adding another team in a California or in new York and yeah, I still feel like we'll it 's a big enough market in Houston or dallas it, and For me, what it comes down to is you know Arizona
2: has never ever you know essentially been you know a, a talk of the nhl they never have and as long as they stay in arizona i, I don't think they really ever will um and that's just me my honest feeling there's not a fan base there for it you know at all you've seen it for the last at least five six years clearly before that it wasn't like there's was sound on stadiums either there's I just, it's just I, yeah. not a market for it
0: i just don't think there's a lot of interest as well i mean yeah i mean i've met Pretty hardcore Arizona Coyotes fans, but I'll tell you right now, they're few and far between. So, how long do you let this go until it just becomes an absolute joke—not just a side so sideshow joke, really?
1: I give it two years.
0: Yeah, I, I'll give it that. I'll definitely give it that, and I think uh,
1: I, well, that's being generous. Two years.
0: Yeah, and you're you're adding $10 dollars to what like a, a division, not even a not even like a, a, a relevant college team stadium.
2: For me, I think, you know, you give it a year. If you can't fill up a college stadium, if you can't fill up a college stadium that's not even half as big as a football stadium, if you cannot fill that up, you know, I'd give it a year. I I, I think it's a test.
3: After modifying the locker rooms the way that they're going to have to modify the rink and everything, they're talking about 3,500 to 4,200 seats. If you cannot sell 4,200 tickets... There's ECHL teams out there that sell around that. I mean, there's it just doesn't make sense.
0: I bet you the Sun Devils will probably pack the house more than the Coyotes. And you know, they're better young college
2: kids to do that, right? And the crazy thing is we have you know people who are going back to minor leagues who sell more tickets than what Arizona could do with the new College Stadium. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Oh, there's Nazgul against the White Wings. And then,
0: well, see what I, uh, yeah, I bet you right now that the Colorado Eagles will sell out more tickets than the Arizona Coyotes right now. So, I don't know. Well, yeah, I I mean, one to two years, I think this is, uh, I think you got to move on. At this point in the episode, King had inadvertently spilled beer on his laptop and was unable to continue the episode. But, there's no use in crying over spilled beer. The show must go on. All right. So enough bashing on the yotes. That I, I think we're. I think we, everybody's kind of uh, done saying some gnarly things about Arizona. So we're gonna move on. Um, we're about halfway through the season here. Well, we're a little over halfway through the season. So I thought it was fun. Uh, it would be fun to take a look at the rest of the season real quick. So what I want to do is just get a round table going about well, uh, where where you think. Things are gonna head going into the playoffs um so let's start with the central obviously the central i mean even if colorado takes a bit of a dive they're probably winning the central am i am i wrong no you're not wrong at all um just the way they're
2: playing the physicality um and just of course you know having the better goaltending i think i think is better i think we can do better in goaltender um, but, again, big shout-out to the guys in front of the net, the guys who have been keeping the pucks out when, you know, our goalies can't do that. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, in terms of, you know, who's going to win the Central, it's going to be the Avalanche, obviously. I don't think anyone's taking them down. They're already ahead of the league right now in point.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be the Avs. They're finding their stride. They're starting to create a gap between the other teams. They're uh, They're doing just fine
0: a gap I'd probably call it a country mile about this uh, about this point. I'm um, trying to be nice. So all right, so let's talk about the Pacific a little bit. I mean, Calgary is actually uh, uh like up in, in the Pacific with Vegas and even through a little bit of hardship through Edmonton. They're sitting in third right now and then we've got wild card Nashville and LA. What what do you guys see going down with uh with the Pacific? I, I mean, LA's been a total surprise to me. And, I mean, even Anaheim, even though they're kind of, they're just sitting, like, a game played out of a wild card spot. Uh, What are the surprises here, and what do you guys see for the Pacific going forward? Uh, What I see going forward, the
3: Flames are, I I think they mean business here. I mean, they went out and got... When they went out and acquired Tyler Toffoli. Huge. Huge, huge acquisition for your top six. They were also rumored to have been in talks for Sharrat in the same deal. It just didn't work out. So they might be looking for another D-man, maybe even like Giordano. I mean, the, flame, the Flames are all in this year, and I like what they're doing. Obviously, the Knights are gonna roll jack eichel's back and they're gonna do what they do
0: an underwhelming uh comeback but i mean he's got some time to play i mean he did just have back surgery so
3: yeah i mean eventually he'll find his stride i feel like and the oilers i mean they they, i still
0: think they need to find a goalie i mean that's that's a big thing for them mike smith just won't do it
2: so i mean for me when i look at you know the top five teams here you have the ducks I think Zgris is, you know, he he's a big plus to that team, obviously. The, yeah. the shit he does is just amazing. Yeah, he's him a, and
0: Sonny Milano, oh, my God. just really
2: good at hockey, obviously. Um, but, you know, I think, I think, you know, given them a few years, maybe two years down the road, they'll be a big contender. Um,
0: and they're 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 not even a point out of the wild card. They're tied with LA right now, so no, it's it literally could be a, it's, a
2: fight. It's a four game. It's a four game difference between you have right now the Ducks at the bo- at the bottom top five, and you have the Flames at the top. It's a four game difference right there.
0: Yeah. The, so it, the, oh, sorry, go, no, go for
2: no, it. I was saying anything's possible. The Kings, I mean, they, the Kings are the Kings. You know, they they you you look at them uh, and you get the eye test, and they're with the they are. Um, This is not a team that's very scary at all. Not a team that you really worry about. I think at the end of the day, they'll obviously get shit in their helmets, which they always do.
0: Willie Anderson's Um, a stud.
2: No, Willie Anderson, you know, and I think, you know, this new draft pick's name they got.
0: Uh, they got Tobias uh Byung-fot, uh that's actually pretty killing it on the back end and i mean with the uh the emergence of uh and and Adrian Kempage finally ra- uh rounding into form i mean it's i they've got to easily be the biggest surprise to me in in the pacific
2: oh totally i just think you look at you know a rebuild team and actually a chance that A team that has a chance to actually possibly make it into the playoffs. I just think that in terms of the Kings and the Ducks, California, they are definitely, you know, I think the Ducks are definitely going to have the upper hand. You know, they have more experience in their their draft picks right now, I feel like. They do. Um, But you look at the Oilers, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, you have have McDavid there. He always does some crazy shit. And who knows what's going to happen? They have a good combo in their first
0: line. Well, they should be where they're at. I mean, when you look at their their roster, uh, Edmonton should be in the mix but once again they they're tied with LA and Anaheim with 59 points. So yeah, yeah. it's it's really a bit of a toss up right now here with the uh, Pacific. So it's going to be a battle. It's going to be an absolute battle. Uh, the only thing is, is that LA and Edmonton have three games in hand of Anaheim. So that's going to be huge for them.
2: Yeah, of course and you know, we look back at the Golden Knights, that you know the team that eliminated the Avalanche, you know about a year ago and Look you got to
0: bring that up. Don't yep, you? and you look at all you
2: look at all now and how the abs are playing right now, and you're seeing the the Vegas struggle, especially at 59 points tied with you know, the Flames, which came out of absol- absolutely nowhere. So you know, again, bring it to the whole conversation, bring it to an end here. I want to make sure that it's, I think for sure it's going to be the the Flames that will take on that central. If they keep playing the way they are, um, you're going to see an avalanche. You're going to see a, a flame series, and I think the abs will. Take it on, but you're gonna see those two teams in it for sure.
0: Ten game win streak. I mean, holy crap! What, what you got, Nick? Oh, nothing. I'm just over here looking at the
3: the East boys, and I'm shaking my head. I'm over here looking at the Atlantic, and yeah,
0: let's uh, let's talk about the East.
3: <coughs> I mean, the uh, Florida Panthers just they're starting to they're starting to put a gap, and also you start. Listening to all the rumors that are floating around with the Panthers and possibly even being in on Jacob chickren and things like that. and Unreal. They, are, they are all in down there in Florida. I just wish that they could sell some tickets so some people could see it, but... Uh
0: I mean, that uh, well, they're any. not playing in a college stadium. Uh, all right, and, and uh, all right, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Arizona Coyotes fans. I'm, I really am. I, I don't, I don't even know if there's any Arizona Coyotes fans that listen to us, but if, if there, there are, are, I mean, sorry.
2: Well, let me kind of bring it back here just a tiny bit, you know. So you have the Lightning, um, and the Panthers are right in front of them. You know, they have 75 points, but keep in mind they're also pretty much six games ahead. In terms of games played of the Lightning, so again you can't sit here and go, the Lightning are totally out of it. I think when they come back, they're going to be sparking it.
0: They're uh, they're only two games ahead of Tampa Bay.
2: Games played? Sorry, I was looking at points. <laughs> Forty-nine to fifty-one. No, I mean
0: yeah. f- five, five points behind and two. I mean that's that's basically two wins. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, add, add, add one more and then you're yeah. ahead. So.
2: And they're the, they're the Stanley Cup champions, and yeah, I think that you know you can't. Say that the the you know these leaders or these champs are not going to come back and maybe try to threepeat. I mean so. they got
0: jam, they've got jam, and I I mean you got Toronto in in the Atlantic as well, and you know you know Toronto's got firepower like crazy. I Win mean, a l- game seven, right? Uh, and so like uh, the Metro, I mean you got Carolina, Pitt, and. The big surprise for me in the East is the New York Rangers did not see the New York Rangers being as relevant as they are right now, and they're sticking in it. I mean, two points behind, uh, two, like, uh, one, one point behind Pittsburgh, that's huge. That's huge. And, and another huge surprise for me is Washington and Boston in the wildcard position. I mean, who would have ever thought, actually,
3: I mean, Igor Shosturkin is an absolute stud, showing that he is a Vesna contender this year. I mean, all their young guys are playing really good hockey. I mean, my biggest surprise, honestly, is the Pittsburgh Penguins. I buried Tristan Jari at the beginning of the year. I thought that they were getting old, and that they weren't
0: really... uh, uh, well, I mean, they were having problems. I mean, uh, Malkin starting out on the IR just came back and then comes back, gets COVID back on the IR, and then now he's back again. I mean, you've had Gensel on the IR. You had Crosby on the IR for a bit too. But they're rounding in a Um So what I really want to hear is, I mean, I think Carolina's got this one locked up. So I, I'm seeing Carolina, Florida, Calgary, Avs as top, top, of the uh divisions.
2: Much agreed. I can't argue with that. Oh yeah, for
0: sure. I'm in agreement. So I mean uh let's let's do a little uh let's do a little predicting here. I wanna hear uh one trade you would like to see and one trade you know will happen just before we go here. Um so um <laughs> Nick is Nick has just been so elated to talk about this, so I'm gonna start you off. Alright, it's gonna happen. Before you blow
3: It's going to happen. Claude Giroux is coming to Colorado. And I even have the timeline down for y'all if you want it. All right. Break it down. Call it up. So, Claude Giroux, the trade deadline this year is March 21st. Claude Giroux plays his 1,000th game in the NHL, and he just so happens to do it in home or at home against the Nashville Predators on March 17th, four days before the deadline. The next day, the Flyers catch a plane to Ottawa to play the Senators on the road. Claude Giroux is going to catch a plane to Denver. And then, if you really want me to top it off, when Philly comes to town on the 25th, Claude Giroux scores a goal and has a goal against all 32 teams in the NHL since he scored against the Kraken earlier this year. I absolutely love it.
0: (laughs) It's it's storybook. It really is. It, It absolutely is storybook. So... That's that's a that's a major storyline right there. That's I mean, as an Avs fan, what 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 don't you like about it? Well,
2: uh, I was just saying the exact same thing. You know, that just sounds like a storybook kind of a kind of a scenario there. And uh, I just think it would be you know, kind of comparable to when the when the Avs got Rob Blake and you have you know Ray Bork there. And it it could be this
0: generation's uh, 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 Ray Bork. It really could.
2: I I said something like a Rob Blake because they just got him in before the playoffs started. And now it's just like. But of course, Ray Bork, you know, he walked off with the abs. But I just mean that acquirement before the playoffs, like right after the midseason, is just perfect timing.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, uh, Drew walks his entire career in Philly, doesn't get a Stanley Cup, flies to Colorado. Wins the Stanley Cup. Sound familiar, boys? Yeah. Ray Bork. Um, you know, now that if you guys are going to talk about that, I think what I'm going to say right now, uh, the trade I think is actually going to happen is uh, uh, Mark Giordano going to Toronto. Reuniting with TJ Brody. Really? That That's, like, I've read rumors um, that's about the only team that uh, Gio would actually go to. And, I mean, he is his buddy is over there uh Brody playing in Toronto so that that's the way I, I see it's going to happen.
3: You don't believe any of the rumors about Gio wanting to go home?
0: No. Nah, I don't I don't think I don't think he'll go. That's fair. I don't think he'll go. Not so, even
3: after the Tafoli trade? Nah.
0: I no. Think, I think I think they they got their nut with uh Tafoli. I mean, they might they might uh, work on a little like lower in the uh on the depth chart, but I think they uh, I think Calgary really got their nut with uh Tyler Toffoli and I mean g- good on them, they b- I think they might have spent a little too much, but I mean Tyler Toffoli solid for sure, so yeah I'm gonna say go to Toronto.
2: Okay, no arguments there. I think it's, it's definitely very viable and it make sense.
0: I mean so. uh, that that's 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 the one trade that that could really put that uh, Toronto D o- over the top. So I mean I I, I I'd like it. I if mean, I was a, a Maple Leafs fan, I mean I would
3: too. I mean it's somebody who's been there, done that, can play the defense, and maybe it helps them get through
0: a round one series. I mean the, the one complaint uh, continuously about Toronto is the d- defensive depth. So, I mean, out of Mark Giordano, I think you're, I think you're, yeah, uh, you're like a quadriplegic pageant when it, you're sitting pretty.
3: Giordano and then Morgan Riley, either, you know, on either or pair. I mean,
0: that's not a uh, terrible. That's a, that's a great one-two punch. Spread them out. Really put the depth into it. So, all right, boys. So, uh, I guess we got our uh, little midseason um, predicts down, our, uh, a, little, a little look at what's going on around the league. And, uh, and so far, I think uh, we've got ourselves a beauty episode. So, um, big thanks to King Dowett. Absolutely, and uh, another huge shout out to two guys of the league and some guests. Hopefully, we can get them on here soon. And
3: Marty, <laughs> Mike,
0: absolutely. And uh, so you can always check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can always stream on the Bench with Beaks on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Podbean, Pocket Casts, Reason, Verbal. And now you can also hear our episodes directly on Facebook. So thank you to all of our sponsors, Dog Nation, My Beer Nation. Yeah, thank you to all of our monthly supporters. And without further ado, uh, V. Horsch. Salute. Later. Happy birthday, Dad.
4: Let's try the damn thing, see what happens.